Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Do you find yourself asking the Lord, I need wisdom. I want to be wise. It's something I have been chewing on and I thought this would be a great episode for Equipped to Be. And that is that a wise woman considers a field and buys it. And I just, I want to focus on that one section of Proverbs 31 16, just just that one section, not the whole verse. The whole verse is great. Uh, obviously, the whole word of God is great. But what are the attributes? What are the characteristics of being a wise woman? That's what we want to focus on in this edition of Equipped to Be. Well, there's three things specifically that I want to focus on, and that is what a wise woman actually does when she considers a field and buys it. When I speak on this topic, I often focus on the the practical application of that. What did a wise woman actually have to consider before she buys a field? Well, let's just kind of think with me for a minute. Let's put ourselves in the role of considering a a farm, a a real piece of land. And I write about this in the book, uh, Parenting Beyond the Rules, because it is important that we stop uh, as we are entering some really crazy times, you know, the 2020 has just been quite the year, uh, major presidential election, lots of upheaval and turmoil, lots of changes in our families. And so when she considers something, so like when you and I are going to consider something important, we want to be praying about it, which is a given, but what do we actually pray for? Let's apply this. When we get ready to go and consider something, although it doesn't say this in scripture, we know that her husband is known in the gates. And I love this thinking because that meant she considered what her husband has to say. Now, it never said she has to ask her husband, but she, a wise woman, considers, if you're married, what your husband has to say about any given endeavor that you're going to or you want to pursue, she's going to consider that. Going to talk to her husband. She's going to see what will the cost be to her family? Because frankly, everything we do has a cost. You know, in the business world, they call it opportunity cost. We have to decide, is what we're pursuing really worth it? Is the cost of what we're giving up, what we're looking to add, is it worth the other outcomes of that decision. So my father-in-law is an architect by vocation. And I was looking at some pictures on his walls one day. And I saw all the different buildings that he had built. And they were all, you know, very different, which is what architects do. They create. And I, I remember asking him about some of the art pieces, especially one that I saw that was on like a heavy rock uh, soil. It wasn't like soft sand. And I started asking about the decisions that go into deciding what you can build 
on any given piece of property. You have to first start with the soil. You have to see if that soil can handle what you're looking to build on. Or in this case, and a wise woman considers a field, does that soil, will it yield the crop that you're looking for? Sometimes the soil is too rocky and it won't it won't yield a certain kind of crop if you were trying to plant something on it or in his case you were trying to build a specific building on it. The other thing is if the soil is too mucky or sandy or if it's clay and so as a wise woman who considers she checks with her family to see what the opportunity cost is to see Do they think that this is a wise idea? Considers the actual land, what could be grown or what could be built, or in some of our cases, what what could we actually do with it? We also know that the Proverbs 31 woman uh, was wise with money. And I know I've done a podcast, I've done a few podcasts on women and money and women and the mindset of money. And you know, it is true, a lot of women aren't you know, they really don't have much to do with the finances. Everyone has a role. And typically, one one spouse or the other, if you're, if you're a, a married couple, one kind of handles the money and the other handles other projects. But in this particular case, if you're considering something, specifically a field, and she wants to buy it, she probably had to talk with people who had some financial acumen. Was it the right price? Was it too high? Was it a good purchase? Is it in the budget? You know, do you have the money for it? So she has to check with her family and she has to consider the actual piece of property. So maybe somebody in geology or somebody who understands soil and she needed to check uh, on the finances of it all. And would it yield the crop that she would want to grow? Or, you know, if it was a company, Could she build the product that she wanted to build using what is available? And then she just really had to have a purpose for it. So in Proverbs 3, I just, I love the Proverbs. And if you don't have a habit of reading the Proverbs daily, even if it's a couple of verses, I would encourage you to do that. But in Proverbs 3, 5, we're admonished to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not to lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will make our path straight. A wise woman who considers a field before she buys it. I love to use Proverbs 3, 7, because God says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Do not be wise in your own eyes. You are gaining wisdom with every experience and decision that you make. But if you want to be a wise woman, you've got to pray, you've got to plan, and you've got to have a purpose. And one of the most important things that we want to do whenever we want to make an important decision is check with our family See if they think it's a great idea, or if they think maybe not now. There were so many times as I was raising the kids, I had some great ideas. I I love, I I love to uh, tackle projects. I love to achieve new goals. And there were seasons 
that I had to step back because a wise woman considers it. And that's where I really learned to focus and hone in on the ability to accept, no, not now, doesn't mean not ever, but sometimes our great ideas aren't the best at that time. And it's okay just to push pause. I was recently with a family and this mama had eight children. And of course, having eight children ranging from teenagers down to little babies, things were hopping constantly. And I just sat, well, actually you don't sit, but as I'm engaging with their life, I'm thinking about all the needs of all the children and all the thoughts that run through this mama's mind and your mind, whether you have one or you have eight children. And I think about those children going, mom, 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 mom. Each one of them has a need and each one of them is looking to their mother for guidance, for teaching, for training, so you can shape, form, mold, and fashion your child in the way they should go. If you're not careful, you can overcommit. If you're not careful, you can purchase the wrong field. You can get involved in a project that takes you away from the goals you really, really have for your family. And we want to be careful of that. Sometimes when you consider a field like this wise woman did and you decide to move forward, that doesn't always mean, even if everyone is on board, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy peasy. Whatever that decision is, some of you are homeschooling for the first time and you were super excited when you began. And then it starts getting difficult. Maybe you're not as excited or the kids aren't as excited. Maybe things aren't working the way you thought, and that great idea is met with some resistance. What do you do? How do you overcome obstacles like that? Well, you've got to be intentional. You've got to take each step as it comes, and you've got to work hard to capture your thoughts. and Don't let them get away from you. Sometimes you just have to leave well enough alone, no matter how much you feel like doing, you know, something else or throwing in the towel, you have a choice to limit your scope. And you also have a choice in where you go with your feelings. You can edit them. As a writer, editing is my friend. As a wise woman who carefully considers the decisions before you make them. You have the choices. You're able to rein in the scope. You're able to push forward. Sometimes you're going to be met with resistance and obstacles. I don't want to say that every time you met with a resistance or an obstacle, that that means, nope, can't do that. Nope, just not going to be able to do that this time. It means you have to press pause. You've got to get a hold of your thoughts and your your feelings and your emotions. And you can remember that this is just a moment. It's not the whole process. Obviously, I've been reading a great book that I love, and it was talking, the premise of the book is on Ecclesiastes, there is a time for all things. And it just reminded me that we are living our life in seasons. My season right now that my children are grown are very different than probably your season if you're in the middle of raising children, or if you have teenagers, or if you're just beginning your family. You have to know your season and live it well and live in that season. 
And you got to take your eyes and don't allow your eyes to look around at what others are doing and think, well, why can't I do that? I see a lot of young parents that are in the middle of teaching and training children and they're, you know, they're, they're having great success right now. And so they're able to do a lot. Maybe their spouses are able to help out a lot more. I also see some that are going so hard and so fast that they're not taking the time that they need to just press pause and refocus on what their goal was. When you do get met with resistance, you don't have to search for the hidden meaning of the resistance. Of course, if something's glaring at you, you want to keep asking those confidants, those ones that are truly there to see you succeed in whether it's your parenting or building your business or building your marriage or family. Don't overthink them. You can examine them as long as you keep landing back with, this is what God wants. What is my goal? And have I done my research? Is this just part of the process? See, Sometimes we have to meet the obstacles in becoming a wise woman with energy and persistence. We have to be deliberate. We have to be resilient. We have to have a strategic vision. And I know that sounds like, oh, what's a strategic vision? It's where are you going? At the end of this year, where do you want to be? At the end of five years, where do you want to be? This woman that I was spending time with, she has a, a, a 15-year-old, and I looked at her and I said, where do you want to be with your relationship with your daughter in five years when she's 20? It's hard to imagine sometimes how quickly our children grow up when we're in the midst of messes and arguments or trying to get through school or trying to constantly pivot and adjust to the changing culture and expectations that are placed on you that you place or others place on you. But when you do that, you gain a greater sense of peace. You're able to step back and say, as a wise woman, I have considered this. And this is good for me to do right now. And you might have to look at it and go, I have considered this and I would love to do it. Now is not the time. Doesn't mean not ever, just maybe not now. I have seen over the seasons of my own life, there were times I could do a lot. And there were times that I really had to pull back and kind of like close the shutters of my windows so that I couldn't see out. Uh, Of course, that's just, that's not literal. But it gave me the ability to focus on what I needed to focus on. So you want to keep your eye out for opportunities for you to consider and times that you need to pivot. Sometimes you just have some distractions and some disruptions that cause you to step back. And that's okay. And that's good. But no matter what happens, as you are in this process of a wise woman considers a field and buys it, you have to remember you've got choices. No one can control your thoughts. No one can control your reactions. No one controls your beliefs. No one controls your will. It's not your parents, not your employee if you work outside of the home or you have, you're doing some other projects from home. Not your spouse, not your child. See, you and only you control your thoughts. 
But a wise woman, she prays, she has a plan, and she knows her purpose. And she's not afraid to jump in, and she's also not afraid to step out because she knows her life is lived in seasons. There will be time you advance quickly in certain areas, and there'll be times where you feel like you're going in slow motion. And that's okay. And that's why it's been weighing on me to talk about what is a wise woman and how does she live her life? May I just encourage you right now just to not look around at what others are doing and not measure yourself against what you see someone else accomplishing or doing and not thinking that if you're not doing what they're doing, you're somehow not doing enough. If you're in ministry and you're really having struggles with some of your children at home and and in your heart, you're feeling, you know, I may need to step out of that. May I just encourage you, just please hear me. It's okay if you step out. God's not going to let you miss his best because you tended to something that matters more. There's always going to be opportunities to serve. There's always going to be fields to buy. There's always going to be businesses to start. But there's not always going to be seasons of a tender heart with your child to teach and train them in the way they should go. There's a lot of people, a lot of women especially, that are seeing So many women are able to do so much and they're like, well, why can't I do that? Well, maybe that's not what God has for you. If he hasn't given you the means, the wherewithal, if he hasn't given you the support system, it doesn't mean that you are less favored of God. It means that God has an assignment for you. And if he's called you to do something, he will make a way. Sometimes that calling isn't when you think it is. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord to lead. At every juncture, as you are making a decision, put it through the same filter, the same grid. Is it the right time? Is my family on board? Is this something we can financially afford or invest in? Is it something that will be good for my family when or if we push through the difficulty of of starting something or, or purchasing something? My goal for you is to be able to turn around and look back and say, "Mm, I don't have regrets that I said no to this or that I said yes to this. I don't often talk about some of the experiences that I've had. There's one that just stood out. It was back when I had, uh, the kids were all teenagers and I had been in politics. I had worked in, you know, politics. I actually like, I, I don't like the art of, the nastiness of politics, but I do like shaping and influencing policy. And there was this one time, the kids were all in middle and high school. All of them were either playing uh, basketball or soccer. And of course, that meant getting school done during the day and then running off to some sports practice or a game, like probably seven days a week because soccer tournaments were always on weekends. And I got this call from this woman that I had known, and she asked me, there was a congressman that had wanted me to fill a a vacancy that had happened in our state of Florida. And man, I really wanted it. It was an elected position. Somebody had been recalled. And I was 
the governor of my state at the time wanted this congressman to help kind of put forth some names, and my name came up. Now, you guys, I was really excited because I thought, this is it. This is what I love doing. I could, get, I could shape policy. And so I listened to all the details, and I said, thank you so much. Let me talk to my husband. Let me pray about it. And I went and talked to my husband, and he looked at me, and he's like, when will you have time to do this? You've got five middle school and high schoolers, so basically five teenagers, who are all involved in sports, and you're homeschooling. He just looked at me. He didn't say no. He just said, when would you have the time to do it? And of course, I'm an achiever type. I, I can't, there's always time. I could just fit one more thing in. Are any of you like that? I can just, I can put one more thing in my day. And he just, again, he told me, he says, I just want you to consider it. He says, I'm not sure you would have the time because your personality is all in or, or not. And what would happen to school or, you know, what, what would you do with all the sports and getting kids back and forth? And I mean, we already tag teamed. So I thought about it, and about a week later, I called back, and I said, hey, I am so thankful, but I I can't take this position right now. It's not very often somebody says no when you're asked to be appointed to a position. (laughs) You usually sit there and say, of course, we're seeing that right now with the Supreme Court nomination. When your name is thrown out there, you have to go through the process, and it's a very big honor when somebody feels that you are qualified to do something and you don't have to go through the process of getting elected, so to speak. And so that's why I'm partly telling you the story because you can see it playing out right now. I didn't have the support system with extended help or resources, to be honest with you, to be able to delegate the things that I was actually doing to be able to take on one more thing. So I, I told the, this woman, I said, Hey, I am honored. It is absolutely everything I would love to do. I can't do it. I just, I don't have the margin to do it. Now understand that was an extremely, extremely difficult decision because I kept thinking, Lord, you know, you know, this is exactly what I would love to do. Why am I being offered this if I'm not supposed to do it? <laughs> I don't know about you. Do any of you guys ever do that? You think, hey, if the opportunity comes along, it must be of the Lord. And that isn't always true. Oftentimes, the enemy wants to distract us from what is most important and dangles these wonderful, of course, they're exactly what you would love to do. So you can be diverted. Well, a week later, she called me back and she says, hey, I just really want you to reconsider. We really want you to do this job. All right, now, come on, women. I know there's some men listening too, but you know, when somebody says, you are the person, it's not like your kids come up to you and say, mom, you are the mom to teach us our math today, or mom, you are the mom that's going to cook these fabulous meals. You're just it. We just, we just really want you. It's very alluring to have somebody say, we just really think you are the best and we want to put your name in the hat for this position or put you in this position by the governor of our state. And I said, okay, well, let me rethink it. Maybe I didn't get it right the first time. Maybe I didn't hear God or maybe things have changed. Remember I said a wise woman considers? She she has to pray about it. She has to check with her spouse. What's the cost of the family? Is it something they can afford financially? Is it something that's the right time 
the right thing at the right time. After consideration again, I went back to my husband. I said, hey, they called me again. It must mean I should do it. Oh, it just, that's, it's got to mean that I'm supposed to do it. And he says, what has changed from two weeks ago? And I just had to stop. But I will say that stopping the second time was a little more heart-wrenching because it was the truth, but it was also not what I wanted to hear. I really wanted my husband to say, absolutely, you go for it. And he wasn't saying not to go for it, but he trusted me that I was going to be seeking the Lord. And he had already said, I don't see how you're going to be able to do this. Not that he didn't have a vote of confidence in me. I really want you to hear that. When, you're, when your spouse says, voices some concerns, it's not that they're not for you. It's that they're looking at things through a different lens. So I called back this time. I was actually very, had that, oh, that voice of, oh, such angst. I'm saying no to something for the second time. Told her no. And she just proceeded to tell me what it, what an opportunity it is. And to be honest, it, it could have been a game changer. And I say could have because, you know, I'm sitting here telling her no. Again, thank you so much. I'm honored. It's something I would love to do. Now, in the back of my mind, I knew that opportunity is not going to come again. It's not, there's some things you only get one opportunity for. It's very rare to have the exact same thing happen. And I never talked to my kids about it, so they don't know that decision that I made. She called back a third time. Now imagine this. When she called back, I started crying because I thought, this is so hard. Sometimes making hard decisions, sometimes when you have to consider something and you really, let's say, you really like that 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 house, or you really like whatever it is that you're considering. You just love it. You, you really could, like you could see it. You could taste it. You could feel, you could just imagine how wonderful it would be. And that's what I was doing. And I didn't even, I didn't go to my husband. I didn't hang up the phone and think about it or pray about it. Again, I just said her name and I said, you have no idea how hard this is for me, but I know This is not the time for me to serve in that role at this stage of my kids' lives. I can't. And then I said, please don't ask me. Please don't call me back again. Because it just makes it harder. When I hung up the phone, of course, I I did have a cry. And I know you can relate to that. There's things you just really, really, really want. And the Lord says, no, not now. And you're being obedient. You know you're doing the right thing. You feel the pressure to do more or jump in somewhere. But you also have that tug of your heart that says, "Mm, there's a check here. Can I just encourage you to lean into that and to rest? No, I didn't serve in that position. And that was many, many years ago. And I've never been asked to do anything quite like that since. But I have gone on. God has given me other opportunities in other areas that I never would have dreamed possible. So when you keep your hand open to the possibilities and you're looking for opportunities and you're willing to pivot as needed, and when you do feel that check, rest in saying no. 
You'll have more opportunities, I promise you. A wise woman considers. Sometimes she says yes, and sometimes she says no. But you can have peace and confidence knowing that the Lord will lead you, and that God will have His best for you. You're not going to miss His best. God does not have second place. God does not have second for you. He wants His best for you. And His best may look different than what you think. And His best for you will look different than your friends. But that's okay. Celebrate with them and trust God's working all things out for good in your life because you're leaning into Him, you're considering the cost, and you're making wise decisions. That wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. As we are heading into the final stretches of the election year, and there's great angst and animosity, and we see the Supreme Court nomination process go through. As you're listening to this, and you're thinking, gosh, I should be doing more. I'm not as accomplished. I haven't achieved as much. I want you to rein those thoughts in. Take hold of those thoughts. Take them captive. And remember why you're doing what you're doing and how God is leading you for your family in this season of your life. I hope you enjoyed this segment. If you did, please tell a friend. We've been experiencing such amazing growth in the midst of all of this. Equipped to Be has just, um, I keep hearing from many of you what a blessing it is, and that warms my heart because I, I want this program to be a blessing. When you're doing what you're doing and you're trying to raise kids or you're trying to juggle all the things that you're trying to juggle and you tune into Equipped to Be every Wednesday at 8 a.m. or whenever you're listening to it, I want it to be something that fills your bucket, gives you something to ponder and consider, and that it helps you make wise decisions so that you can lead the life that God is asking you to lead, and you can build the family in the process that you want to build to, so that you can do life with them. So have a great day, and then see you again next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.